Welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski, Denver Desert Dog, joined tonight by Eddie Mitchum of the Steel Curtain in the playoffs. Yes, sir. How's it going, man? It's going well. Um, also joining us tonight from T-Bag, Shane Stein, out of the playoffs. How's it going, bud? So great to be here, Matt. Always great to be here. Excited. You still got a big one this week. I do. You want this one? Silver lining on the season. Get the end with Papa Kaz. Two proud franchises. You know he's going to still compete. Oh, yeah. Uh, he'll be he'll be going right through week seventeen. Yes, he'll be pick yeah he'll be picking players up like you said before week seventeen when we don't even have games. So, um, yeah, I know he still wants this one. So, should be fun. Um, we're gonna talk about the playoff picture. We'll look forward to next year for a couple teams that have some good keepers. Look at the matchups this week and do uh some rapid fire. But first. I hope you have trivia. I do. Nice. Is it as good as my trivia question to you guys the other morning? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's along, along similar lines. Brown's trivia is the best trivia, I think. Well, we're we're going to be... What, what would be the next best thing to Brown's trivia? <laughs> um, next best thing to Brown's trivia... Uh, would be... That's hard. I want to say... Well, Eagles trivia would be great because we could talk about how many years in a row they haven't won a Super Bowl. Um, but I don't know. Alright. We're going to get there. I have two questions for you tonight. Um, and they're both surrounding the biggest story of the of week. Eli Manning being benched. Manning trivia is good trivia too. <laughs> the second is going to be the part where it's related to the Browns trivia, but yes, Manning trivia is good. Anyway, Elon Manning, as, as we probably all know now, talked about all week, has started 210 consecutive games. There are only five players in the league that have started at least 210 games in their career. Can you name the five players? That's really good, yeah. I'm I'm despondent about the Eli Manning news. It's been a rough week for me. Uh, I don't understand it. Um, I feel like he just deserves a little better than this. But Brady, what? Tom Brady has played started 246 games. That's clear. He's number one in the NFL. Um. I'll put kickers into this list, just so you know. You did not. Well, this is not just quarterbacks. Not just quarterbacks. Oh. And kickers were taken out. Vinatieri has obviously... 6,000. <laughs> I don't think that started. I didn't mention that. This is hard. Um, I'm, I don't know if this... I don't even know how old this guy is, but I'm going to say Antonio Gates. 187 for Gates. He's not on the line. Um, yeah. 
offensive players? No. Okay. One is not. We're full craziness right here and right now. Larry Fitzgerald? Can't have a trivia question with me without Fitzgerald <laughs> being on the list. 211 games started. I don't know how long... I, I don't know what Joe Thomas's streak was like. Joe Thomas is not on the list, but I did think of that when I was looking looking at the list. I thought he would be a lot higher. Uh, like his, was, his was a snap streak, right? Yeah. Man, I can't even think of who the old men in the league are. Um... The only name I could think of is Frank Gore, and that's not true. And he's at like 170-something. I feel like tight ends are a good bet, but uh, I don't... You got one already. Yeah, I know. I can't think of anyone that's older than him. I don't know how old Jason Witten is. <laughs> that's the only other one. 24 starts for Jason Witten. 224? So that's three, that's three of the five? Three of the five. One, uh, you should get. The other one is the tough part, is the, the toughest one, I think. The defensive player is the tough one. Carlos Dansby. He's high up there. I think he was at like 180. Uh, Reggie White. Not Reggie White. The fucking, what am I talking about? Um, White Freeney. White Freeney is not on the list. Come on. Reggie White. Sorry, I'm mad. No, I know, I know. I can't wait to play after the show. Hopefully, you're hopefully you're willing to do uh, that. Wow. Closely related by Manning on this list. Both are related. Has football relationship to me. Eli Manning started his career. Oh, Phil Rivers? No, because they would have this. He'd have the streak then. Last San Diego because of him. <laughs> oh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, two hundred forty-three starts. <sighs> what defensive old man is there? Yeah, I'm not going to get this one. Out bangs the drum. That's, that's your clue. One of the best pass rushers of our time. Peppers? Julius oh, Peppers. yeah. 227 starts. Good one. Tough question. Go quickly into the second one. Jets trivia. <laughs> Next best thing, the Browns trivia. Since Eli Manning became the starting quarterback for the Giants... There have actually been 13 quarterbacks that have started the game for the New York Jets. I'm going to give you two of them because I don't think you're ever going to get them. Quincy Carter and Brooks Bollinger. Brooks Bollinger, yeah. Yeah. For 04 and 05 started game three. So there are 11 other names. But I think you, I think you guys can nail, nail down some of this list. That have started a game for the New York Jets. Hmm. Gina. Gina. You know Smith, of course. Josh McCown. Of course. Sanchez. 
I gotta write this down. Sanchez, you said Bollinger and Carter. And you said there were 13, right? Pettington. Bryce Petty. That Pennington's on there. Bryce Petty is on there. <coughs> Hackenberg. Hackenberg did not start a game. He didn't. All right. Um, Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre did start. Hold on. Uh, since '04. Been some bad Jets quarterbacks, man. Uh, Fitzpatrick. Right. On the list. A pretty good year for the Jets. So that's nine. We got four more. This is where it starts getting a little tough. Yeah, these are the old guys now. playoff picture so the six teams are set um, if the season ended today me and Butler would be the one and two seeds and have the buys um, we'd see the Mad Dogs versus the Ice Cream in the 3-6 game and the Wolves and Curtain in the 4-5 game and those teams those are actually matchups that are happening this week so it could be interesting could be two back to back matchups here in those games. Um, Shane, have you looked at that at all as far as who can move around where? Um, I, I have, but uh, I don't think we can get rematched the way that it... Really? Because of 
the, the way the records are going to change. So, yeah. so even if Mick wins, Mick wins, he goes to nine and five. He's guaranteed the three seed. Correct. And Spears would be seven and six. Can the loser of Curtain Wolves fall behind Spears? No, you're right. I was thinking that. I was thinking. You're right. I was thinking that if he went, he, he got the. So it could have. If Mick wins, it, it could happen. All right. That would be interesting to see teams play back to back weeks. Well, after we uh, after we make our predictions for the week thirteen matchups, we'll see where everyone thinks uh, it's going to shake out here. So let's uh, let's talk next year quick for a little bit. Um, I want to talk about who you guys think have some good keepers for next season. Um. I don't know where you guys want to start. If there's any teams that you know off the top of your head that you're excited about what they're bringing to the table next year. Other than myself with Kamara and Gurley. So. <laughs> Shane, are you excited about Hunt and Evans? Uh, no. Next year. I'll be accepting Todd Gurley for $35 trade offers in the offseason. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Fair enough. All right. You can also have Travis Kelsey or Russell Wilson for the cheaper price of $5. So <laughs> I know you're a big Kelsey fan. Um, we'll talk about the wheels. We've talked about their team. I mean... Thielen and Devontae Freeman. Kind of where I think we're all leaning right now. Yeah, pretty good start for the ball. Yeah. I don't think we'll be that scared off of Devontae Freeman. Um, as a, I think he'd be like an $11 keeper next year. Um, you got to like where Spears is going to be heading into next year. He's got a $5 Carson Wentz. And probably a cheaper Jordy Nelson to keep. Um, you got to assume Nelson will be okay if Rodgers is back, right? Yeah. For the low price that he has him for. Rodgers is back, Nelson's the keeper. Yeah. Still like the Mad Dogs keeping uh, Jordan Howard and... Devonta Adams, probably the same keepers they had this year. They'll still be well underpriced. Decent situation there. Maybe he looks at like a Keenan Allen. I don't know what he got him for in the draft. Like Keenan Allen be a possible. A little more expensive, but I don't think it would add. Not exactly. I don't remember exactly. Curtin? Curtin looking at maybe Michael Thomas and Zach Ertz. What do you think? Or AJ Green again? 
I think he's done with that clown. Yeah. He's a guitarist till the third quarter. Go with it anymore. <laughs> and then we have Abusement Park, which we're going to talk about later, but uh, we, we've talked a lot about Elliot Beckham and David Johnson. But there is a man that plays football in the state of New Jersey that's throwing his name into this hat. Um, Robbie Anderson is doing some things. I don't think his price can be ignored. I don't know what you guys think about that, but we'll we'll touch on that. Well, I mean, he's a wide receiver one right now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> they will have a Numa back next year. Just something to consider. And this ridiculous streak that he's on right now, six touchdowns in his last five games, that's what's really springboarded him up the wide receiver chart. So there are things to be concerned about there, but when you get a player that's doing this kind of this kind of stuff for... Uh... Oh, he drafted him? He's had him all year. So he's one dollar. That's uh that's interesting. So he could really keep Robbie Anderson for a dollar and David Johnson for seven bucks. And have two and have two seventeen to play with. Not a bad spot. What? Start. No, yeah, that's gonna be all right. All right, let's get into the week thirteen matchups. A lot of speculation right now for twenty eighteen when we're sitting here. It's not even December yet, so these uh these games are again in order of importance in my mind. Um, we'll start off with Sure versus Ty, the aforementioned abusement park against the franchise whose keeper situation is not the same as Abusement Park, to say the least. Um, we'll start off with Schur's team. The question was, does Robbie Anderson's price influence Schur's already tough keeper decision? Ed, I'm looking for you to weigh in here on where you think that stands. I personally don't think you can pass up starting with Zeke and David Johnson. He has the money to do that, so... Yeah, I mean, keeping Robbie Anderson, you could go get Zeke, but it depends on how you want to attack it. But I think it, it would depend on what you see you beat But I think starting with two likely top five running backs is solid. Zeke's not going to be 48 next year. No. No. And McCoy, McCoy was 60 this year. Zeke might be 80. <laughs> Yeah, no suspension looming next year for Zeke. Um, clearly, his importance to that team is well documented at this point in the season now that we've seen them sans Zeke for three weeks. Um, Shane, do you feel the same way as Ed there? Yeah, I mean, I'll up Zeke for $48, I'd say. Um Myself, I know I like, I like to go after the cheaper guys. I mean, if I can find good value for guys that are less than 10 bucks, I mean, definitely going to want to do that. But it's hard to pass up a talent like Elliott. Um, 
Church got some guys that if he throws back, I mean, you could, I mean, he ends up throwing Zeke back, throwing Beckham back. I mean, these are seventy dollar guys. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we get fireworks in the draft. Um, you throw guys like that back in, but I, I think it's gonna. I, it's just, just from what I think I know about sure, I think he he keeps at least one of those guys, either Elliott or Beckham. Yeah, I think he's gonna go Elliott and Johnson. I think that's the I think that's the way to go. It's just always interesting when you see these guys that are five dollars and less really start to pop up at the end of the year. So definitely you know, maybe maybe he tries to trade Robbie Anderson to someone for a couple bucks. I don't know. The guy he's playing this week might be interested. Let's move on to his team. Storms is Hunter Henry your favorite tight end play of the week going against the Cleveland Browns? Shane, you know about that Browns defense against the tight end. Um, I will be playing Henry at my tight <laughs> in my Fanduel lineup this week. He's the first player you put in, right? <laughs> His price is going to have to be over like eight thousand for me not to play. <laughs> I think it's like six. Eddie, you see your favorite guy at tight end this week against the Browns? No, Gronk's my favorite tight end this week, but I like Henry this week, obviously. Um, I always love Zach Ertz. It's weird, because I like Travis Kelsey, so <laughs> we all love our guys, right? But, uh, yeah, Henry's the first guy I put in my Fandle lineup. Guaranteed for... Um, 6.6 points or better in FanDuel. So, that is one catch for one yard and a touchdown for those that are unfamiliar with the FanDuel scoring system. Guaranteed 6.6 out of Hunter Henry this week. Or more, obviously. Who wins this one? Park versus Franchise. Big matchup. Neither team projected to break 90. What do you guys got? Uh, <laughs> gotta roll with the hot hand in case Keenum, and I'm gonna say a piece of putt. Um, <laughs> give me the franchise. Beasley Park's playing his quarterback against his defense. Can't do that. I'm also gonna take Ty. I like uh, I like Corey Coleman, like Hunter Henry this week, and I think having two players that could score well might be enough in this matchup. So uh, let's move on to the next least important matchup of the week: Bowl versus myself, Weevils versus the Dogs. Bowl projected for 108 and a half, projected for a nice week. This could uh, this could actually be a close game. Um, we'll start off with Bulls team. Do we think Devontae Freeman plays this week, and do you guys think his role will decline moving forward? Um, I think he will play. And I don't know how I feel about his role. I don't like him this week against Minnesota, regardless. Um, I think he plays, and I think he has to... De- 
think Atlanta's going to start getting hot. I don't think he has a good game this week either. I do think he plays. I am concerned if... I think Coleman looked okay in the last couple of weeks. He had some soft matchups here in the last couple, but uh, I think this becomes a full-on timeshare. So, um, definitely concerned about that. We'll see what happens. As I've said before, um, you know, Coleman was always supposed to be the guy there, and Freeman was supposed to be the change of pace guy. So, new coaching staff that really didn't have, or offensive coaching staff at least, that didn't really have any ties to either of these players. You could argue Coleman's had the better season. Um, and Freeman's been a little dinged up this year. So I'm definitely that's definitely a situation that we'll be monitoring throughout the offseason and throughout the rest of the season and hopefully into the playoffs. I think the NFC playoffs will be better with the Falcons in it. Um, so I'd like to see them in there. I'm super excited for this NFC tournament. I think it's going to be a gauntlet. A lot of good teams. Um, so I hope... Hopefully the Falcons are going to be a part of it. Uh, we'll move on to the question for my team. Who do you guys think is more valuable moving into 2018? Uh, Alvin Kamara for $1 or Todd Gurley for... Uh, I forget if he'll be 21 or $24. I'm not sure. Kamara. Well, I would ask Shane, but I think his phone just blow up or something. Um, this one's a tough one for me. I want to say Kamara. I think the Saints are moving into the decline free, uh, phase of Drew Brees' career and they're becoming a run-heavy squad. I think that plays into Kamara's skill set because even if Ingram is the lead dog in terms of ground touches, um... You know, Kamara's a guy that can be super valuable on 10 touches. You know, he doesn't need the full 20 to get his work like guys like Gurley or Ingram do. So, this is tough for me. I'm probably going to stick with Todd because I think the Rams are only going to get better. But this is a hard question for me. I go with Gurley. I think he's really special. Not that Kamara isn't, but I think. <laughs> Who wins this matchup this week? Dogs. Better dogs. No reason not to. I'm going to take the Weevils. I think I get upset this week. Don't like my matchups that much. Um, and his team's actually been playing pretty decently lately. Um... And last time I played him, I scored 52 points. It's also the last time I lost. So, just feel like feel like we're due for a stinker here. And we got two weeks to get it out of our system. Uh, next most important game in my mind. This game's super important to me. No playoff impact. But I, I want my dad to go get this one. Um, I know it means a lot to him, so I'm looking forward to seeing who's able to pull this off. This is T-Bag versus the Patriots. We'll start off with Stein's team. My question for Stein's team, I just want to, it's not really a question, but I'd like to evaluate uh, Mike Evans' season as a whole. 
Because I think at the end of this year, people are going to talk about how disappointed they were with Mike Evans' production. Um, but when you actually look at the game logs, he's had like three bad games and one that he got suspended for. So the touchdowns haven't been there. He only has four touchdowns this year through uh, ten games. But I wouldn't be that concerned about Mike Evans. The quarterback situation was not great at all. I have no reason to think that this man won't back, bounce back next year. I wanted to hear where you guys stand on it. I think I agree. I think the expectations are just too high for the whole entire offense. Um, he's just not scoring enough. That's the killer. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't get in the end zone enough this year to make it a huge year. Um, he was solid all year, but he just wasn't great. Um, when he was great in the past couple of years, only guy in town and he ate in the fourth quarter. I mean, he was probably, I, I don't have the numbers behind me, but I have to, have to imagine he was the best wide receiver in the fourth quarter last season um, as far as fantasy production. Um he, he had to have at least three to four catches like every fourth quarter when they were losing. <clears throat> He's up yards. Um, but here. Um, play was down. Winston was hurt most of the year. And I, I think it was just, a, just an off year. I'm, I'm not out on Evans by any means. Who are you least likely to keep next year, Hunt or Evans? Uh, Evans is Evans is more than going to stay on the squad. Um, this is made on Hunt like him. Didn't really hear the last part that you said there, but just the decision I have to make is on Hunt. Oh, all right. Um, Evans is more than likely going to stay on the squad. I actually thought Kareem Hunt retired. <laughs> Seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> Not sure what's been going on there. That is that team is miserable right now. Um, he straight up screwed me in Fandle last week. Buffalo's just been like you could drive Mack trucks to their defense on the running game the last couple weeks, and this dude puts up eleven for seventeen. So it's awesome. Uh, Papa Kaz's team. Which guy on his squad do you like best this week in terms of matchup and production? I'll start out. I, I like Jarek McKinnon this week. I think he's a decent game against Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to be able to score on the Vikings, and that will uh, play into what McKinnon's role will be in that game. Yeah, I'm going McKinnon as well. So I think that's actually going to be a higher-scoring game. Um, I think Matt Forte. Nice. That's uh, My next one that I would have said was uh, Jack Doyle. I don't know the numbers on if the tight ends do well against Jacksonville, but I feel like um, wide receivers don't, so I'll take tight ends. So, Don't like either of the quarterback matchup for him this week. Banged up Stafford and Prescott's just not very good without Zeke. 
Who wins this matchup of uh, two league heavyweights, Stein versus Papakaz? Um, Stein. Too much Indy on the other squad against Jacksonville. Um, teabag and it's not close. I'm going to take my dad out of respect. Because <coughs> I have none for Shane, so... Just kidding, buddy. I was gonna ask something about that about that match. Oh yeah. Speaking of heavyweights in the league, I said to you guys earlier this week, three teams have gone ten and three in the history of this league. The two of you in that matchup and Spears with a win. The dogs can set the uh, single season win record for the regular season. Something we're shooting for this week. Uh, all right. Next, uh, next most important matchup. This one is very important, um, but it's also I think the least competitive out of the last three games that are left. Butler versus Fegley. Butler, the Hammer, can win the division. The Elway with a win against Fegley. Um, these guys made a couple trades too this year with each other, so be uh, interesting to see if the players that Butler received from Fegley can help him in turn beat him and win the division. The Hammer got upset last week by the Mad Dogs. Um, we'll start off with Butler's team. My favorite questions not only surround Brown's trivia, but it also is questions surrounding the Browns' run defense. Well documented about how great they are from no other than Shane Stein on this podcast. So I want to ask, was last week the start of a breakout for Bro Mixon against that vaunted Cleveland run D. Um, it could look that way. I think he'll find success against Pittsburgh. They're, they're you know, stout run defense. Then he has Chicago. So it could turn into a nice three-game stretch for him. Um, but he has Minnesota in Week 15 in Minnesota, so that's no bueno. He looked good last week, though. That definitely, I think that was his best game in terms of touches, too. 23 carries, um, 3 catches to 26 total touches. Definitely like to see that type of volume. Um, I don't know. This week will be interesting. He, last time these two teams played... Uh, he didn't really touch the ball in the second half, and he came out and compared himself to Le'Veon Bell. So, it'd be interesting to see if if that can hold up. Um, move over to Fegley's team. Which quarterback gives Fegley the best shot to knock Butler out of the division lead? You have four options. There's a lot of guys on on uh, Fegley's team here. Matt Ryan. Uh, let me get the full. Can't see his bench under his view. Matt Ryan, Josh McCown, Jameis Winston, or Jared Goff. Ryan at home against Minnesota. Goff at Arizona. McCown home for KC and Jameis at Green Bay. Uh, 
want to say Jameis so bad because I feel like Green Bay is terrible receivers, but give me McCown. You're all in no, on the Jets. I'm going to take McCown as well. You're all in on the Jets against uh, Kansas City. Right. I just think Kansas City is future. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Matt Ryan. I think he's got the right guy in there right now. I like, Atlanta's getting they're starting to look look good. I mean, there's always the possibility Sanu takes Sanu takes one or two touchdowns away from Matt Ryan this week. But uh, I still like still like Matt Ryan. I think he's the best option out of all these guys. Minnesota's um, eighth against quarterbacks. They've been okay. KC is 20th. So they kind of get torched. They've been okay the last couple weeks, but that's been against Eli and Tyrod Taylor. Green Bay's been middle of the road. And at Arizona, Arizona's been pretty bad. I think Goff could have a good game too. So Goff's on the road though out of all those team out of all those teams. Who wins this one? Butler versus Fedley. Take Butler. I don't know if Shane answered. Butler. Okay. I was gonna say he's really stewing over this one. Um, it's like working with a pet. <laughs> Ed versus Phil. What's wrong with Drew Brees? He stinks. Who <laughs> uh, knows? We're about to start streaming in Steel Town. Better, better stream off Begley's team. Do you think anything's wrong with Drew Brees, Shane? Um, what's wrong with them is just they have a good running game. I mean, tough to steer, stray away from they're running the ball for 150 yards a game or whatever, whatever it is. I mean, in the past, he just didn't have those yards that were getting eaten up by backs. I mean, now he has two guys on the ball. They can do damage that way. His job is no longer to throw for 350 yards. Ed, if you can, uh, if you can get yourself, I don't know if they've flexed this game or if they've released flex games yet. If you can get yourself to the championship, you might have Drew Brees at home in prime time against the Falcons in Week 16. So, <laughs> I once benched Drew Brees in a championship game. He was on the road, though. Started Kirk Cousins and uh, Shane can tell you how Kirk Cousins played that night. Like thirty points <laughs> <laughs> on a Thursday night game too. Shane had to sit there for three days and just look at that thirty spot in the quarterback position. I, I think Breeze is fine. I think you're going to see the last couple games. They had a pretty soft schedule there in the middle of the year. Now that they have Carolina, Atlanta, the Jets, and then again Atlanta, I think we're going to need to see Drew play some Drew football, and I think he's just saving it for these weeks. So I think he got the right guy for the right the right time here. I'd be a little concerned if you're around in week 
No, never mind. He's at home against the Jets. She got four straight games in a dome here, buddy. Time to tune it up. I'm excited about Drew, baby. You know what that means, Ed? Cannon! <laughs> Get rid of him as soon as you can. Now he's trying to kill him. Oh, you guys are bad people. <clears throat> what? No, that's not my style. I'm not not ashamed. Let's move over to Phil's team. Diggs, Dez, or Jamison Crowder? Pick two for this week. I think it's got to be Diggs and Crowder. Yes. What was my other option? Dez Bryant. I don't know if Des Bryant's startable right now. He's been been terrible. Crowder at Dallas. Um, Des home against Washington and Josh Norman. And then Diggs is, I believe, they're at Atlanta. So I think we're all in agreement there that Dez, you got to go. Who wins this game? This is a big one. Um, the winner of this game has a shot at the three seed, but most likely looking at uh, the four seed. You want to give yourself a chance to potentially play Spears, though, in the first round. because the Steelers play on Monday night. You're going to need a good lead. You do have A.J. Green also playing in that game. What'd you say? They play Cincinnati, though. At Cincinnati. What do you know about Road Ben? Antonio um, Brown's not, not good against Cincinnati. I don't know if anyone knows that. Yeah, I did. It, they shut down. Four for 65 and a score last time. 14 and a half. That's a miserable game for Brown. So, With, with no Pac-Man that game. Yeah. They really do lock him down. They double cover him like crazy. Like the only team that they're double covered is he's not good. Is Burfitt playing? Or is he in jail? I'm sure he's playing. I'm sure Le'Veon Bell's going to shred his knee in the second quarter. Someone's going to, yeah, Burfitt's going to look to end someone's career this Monday night. So. Yeah, they're playing for nothing else but dog tags. Yeah. I'm going to take the curtain, though. I'm going to bat my boy Ed. Looking forward to seeing you potentially in that three seed, bud. Hopefully the three seed. Um, Mick versus Spears. Biggest game of the week, in my opinion. Uh, Mick with a win gets himself a shot at the division title. Spears with a win gets himself a shot at the division title. Um, they would both need help, obviously, with Butler losing to Fegley, but the winner of this game, if I'm correct, Shane, would win the division if That's Butler correct. were to lose. Uh, no. I don't, Spears can't. Why? 
He would win the he, he would win the head to head tiebreaker and if all three of them had the same record because he went three and one against them. <clears throat> no, Spears would win if Butler if he wins and Butler loses. Yep. He'd be four and up. So yeah, winner of this game if Butler were to lose wins the division. Um, winner of this game also has I guess I don't know what would happen if Butler wins. And Spears would win. I don't know what kind of tiebreakers we have there. Um, yeah, Butler, Spears. So. What? Butler's a game up on Spears. I no, I meant for the three seed. If we had Spears, M- Micah, and the, the winner of Eddie and Phil all at eight and five, that's to be determined. Yeah, that just goes to points. Because they didn't all play each other. Unless they all played each other, so we'll address that then. Um, probably not. Got, not tonight. What? The kids got the points. Yeah, you. Yeah, you have the points. Um, all right. Let's start off with mixed team. Is Keenan Allen your favorite wide receiver this week? Not named Antonio Brown. Eddie documented that the Bengals do play Brown well, but I still think if you had to pick one wide receiver that you love on a week-to-week basis, it's Antonio Brown. So, where do you guys stand on Keenan Allen? Uh, uh, good. I like Phil this week, though. I hate Philip Rivers. Um, I like Allen. I only I actually think this one might be a sloppy, sloppy but I think they're going to end, but I think they come back down to earth a little bit, and this one's closer than you think. Okay. Um, Jordy Nelson or Frank Gore this week in the flex for Spears? Seems like a silly question to even ask, but you have to ask it. Go on, Frank Gore. Uh, give me Jordy. I'm gonna take Jordy too, but um, I'm I wouldn't wouldn't bag on him either way. Talked to Spears yesterday, and we usually check in, like I said, on Tuesdays every week. He said I got one thing for the podcast this week. He said all those people that said Dion Lewis was a bad pickup, they need to apologize to you, Cause, because you said it was a good one, and Dion Lewis has been good for him. So that wasn't you, Ed. You missed that show. And Phil's not on, obviously, but Shane had, like, an apology. I'm sorry, Spears. I'm sorry, Cos. <laughs> do, you, do you still stand behind your statement that Dion Lewis was not a good pickup? I don't know that I said it was a bad pickup. I just said that it's tough to play the Patriots running back game. But Shane's also been the guy, like, in week two when Dion Lewis was dead that was saying, I still think Dion Lewis was the guy to own him for life that it should be. So, no, that was that was in our AFC East preview. When he it? when he was fourth, I feel like still riding or dying with him, like in week two or three, when really? the dude was dude. Huh? I feel like Shane was still like, I like Deion Lewis out of this bunch, and we were like, what the hell are you talking about? <clears throat> okay, yeah, I, mean, I I was late to the party on Deion Lewis, but I thought he, he was Deion good. Lewis ended up finding himself on the bench. <laughs> I mean, never you never know. I mean, obviously it's worked out so far. I mean, he's been he's been really good. He relates. 
on Lewis party because you've been flying Rex Burkhead's fucking July. He's really good. Yep. Good. Good. That's not true. Best. Who wins? We Mi- laughed at you for that. You're, Mi- you're so- oh my god, shut up. Who wins? Mick versus Spears. Butler, Butler did say that he thinks Belichick likes little white running backs with the name Head in their back in their last name. So it can only come from Butler. Um, I'm gonna go with Mick because I think he has two of my favorite Fanduel plays of the week. Not gonna share what those are. Howard. Um, I like Mick as well because of her cousin, Howard. This is a tough one. I want to say Mick because I just think he has better players. Um, and I'm going to say Mick, but I will not be shocked when Spears wins this game. I think Wentz has a monster on Sunday night. Alright, so if everything were to break out the way that we all predicted, um, first round would be Mick versus Spears. We all think that's going to be the case. Um, And then obviously the 4-5 would be Ed and Phil. So we'd have back-to-back week 13 to week 14 rematches. Um, That would be very intriguing. Ed, would you like to see Phil in the first round? You gotta beat all these teams anyway, right? Just names on paper. Who do the Steelers have in uh, week 14? Baltimore. Yeah, he's got a little... He's got, Antonio Brown's got a little stretch here. Yeah. Alright, let's do some rapid fire. Um, I think we're, we're done with best bets and two-for-ones, right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I can't predict anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly the best. Yeah, you yeah you had a good year, man. Uh, all right, rapid fire. Who you got? Russ versus Philly or Wentz at Seattle? Wentz. Russ. I'll take Wentz as well. I think he has. Like I said, I think he's gonna have a huge game on Sunday night. Uh, who you got this week? Fournette versus the Colts or Jordan Howard versus the Niners? I have both of them. <laughs> both. Okay. Howard. Um, I will also take Howard. Bigger game this week. Adam Thielen at Atlanta. These guys were former teammates earlier in the year in fantasy, too. Thielen at Atlanta or Mike Thomas versus Carolina? Yeah, I was once snuffed for Thielen. Some guy gave me McCoy for him. <laughs> what a great I need. <laughs> uh, give me Thielen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a ride Thielen. I got a Thielen. Uh, bigger upside this week. Your boy Ricky Seals-Jones versus the Rams or Jared Cook versus the Giants? I think Seals-Jones is a stud. I think he also sounds like an underwear model. Uh, but I'm going to go with Cook because someone's got to catch it. 
RSJ. I'm also I'm also gonna go Cook. You got an ASJ and an RSJ at the tight end position this year. It's fascinating. Where'd this guy come? Did ha- All right, I know me and Eddie didn't hear about him ever before week twelve. Shane, did you know who this guy was before he oh, had yeah. three touchdowns in the last two weeks? I told your dad that week that he was probably like a D one double A basketball player. So we don't know where he is, where he's from. I know he's Gabbert's favorite target. He likes him more than Larry Fitzgerald, which is just crazy. Do to we me. still know where he's from? No. No. He went to the same school as uh, Wiz Raymond, I think. <laughs> he played at A&M. <laughs> Seals Jones did. Yeah, news to me. Nice. Uh, more likely to be a top 20 back this week, Rod Smith versus the Redskins or Devontae Booker at the Dolphins? Uh, Can't say neither. Yeah, give me Rod. Uh, Booker. I'll also go with Booker. All right, so I didn't play Rod. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, who do you guys like more this week? The aforementioned Blaine Gabbert versus the Rams or Marcus Mariota versus the Texans? Um, Mariota. Mariota. I'm going to go with Gabbert. I think he's playing some good football right now. Better game this week, Doug Baldwin versus the Eagles or Robbie Anderson versus the Chiefs? Um, Robbie. Baldwin. I think Russ might die this week. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Doug as well. All right, who's your top five tight end this week? Evan Ingram at Oakland or Delaney Walker versus Houston? Also go with Walker. I hope Gino gets hurt and they have to put Eli back in. So shouldn't say that. I hope Gino does the Peterman and throws five picks. I hope Eli doesn't bring his helmet. That's it. How heartbreaking was that press conference where he had to stand in front of his locker? Guy asked him if this hurt. And this is the hardest thing he had to deal with in his career. No, it no, it, it's great. I'm happy. Thank you. It's just that those teams at air I watch. McAdoo's a clown, dude. Travis Travis Rudolph breakout candidate this week. Yeah, I played him in Fanduel last week. That was terrible. He dropped like four passes. Sorry, Gina's been throwing to him on the practice squad. So if he gets it out there, meet beep. I like that. I like that call. You gotta always look at the look at the guys that that quarterback's been playing with when they get a shot to play. So, um, anything else for week thirteen? Last week of the regular season. Rod Smith or Greg Olson? Um, <laughs> well, listening lineup advice is uh... <laughs> like I would listen to either one of you two shitheads. I'll, well, I'll go Rod. I might. I'll go I I might listen to one of you. The other one, I don't even want to hear you speak. I'll go Rod Smith there. I don't 
which one's which. <laughs> I know. I, he's saying he'll listen to me. He he doesn't want to hear you speak. That's slam dunk. <laughs> Easiest question of the night. Next to the babe question before we went on. <laughs> um, Shane, you can probably put a little piece together just to clear up the seatings, but I don't. I think it's pretty cut and dry. Um, yeah. Thanks for working through that last week. I feel like you needed a whiteboard with a chart and diagrams, things going all different places. It ended up all being for naught, but it was well yeah, done. Yeah, I got a little uh, fun action there for a week, but it just cleared itself up and everything kind of broke the way. Uh... Things were really hairy at like 6.45. It was, that, it was really hairy for a couple guys, and then uh, the cream rose to the top. Scale of 1 to 10, how much do you regret the Antonio? <clears throat> I mean, obviously it would have been nice to have him in the lineup. Um, I'd still be alive and have a chance this week, but hey, it is what it is. Can't go back now. And answer the question. Not very much. <laughs> I think that's a four. I had to win, and I had to have a really good team lose two games, and I had to outscore them by 30 once or whatever it was. Odds are I wasn't going to happen. Sounds like a seven. And if you had A-B this week, the Bengals defend him well, so it wouldn't matter. No, I had Dude, what? All right. On your side. I set him up for like 220 and three scores. All right, this is week thirteen. You can look at that matchup and know that I'm still right, even if that's not right this week. Week thirteen, signing off. I will have power rankings out this week, and I will come back and do week twelve as well, just so everyone knows where things would have been in week twelve. I promised a new team in the number two spot. A team is the Sea Wolves. They're the number two team in the power rankings right now. So, um, I promised it. I'll deliver on it. I want everyone to know. Um, Butler was pretty upset with me that I took him out of the two spot, but hey, facts are facts, man. Power rankings don't lie. So, signing off for week 13, thank you to Eddie and Shane for joining me, and we'll have our playoff preview next week. <laughs>